we're watching the Tesla Life! Patrick's not here right now, so you get us. The baby is going like shy or something. everybody and welcome to the test life number 285 here we are the 14th of december 2022 yeah that zero emissions thing makes no sense with a child well uh it does say almost ah there it is okay that makes a lot more sense joining us as always we have mr casey green joining us from the east coast how are you today sir doing pretty well um it's a cold one out all across the, the continent. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it yeah. is. Derek says he's second in the chat, but uh, according to the proof, he's first. So, Well, there you go. <laughs> Thought you were second and elevate to the gold position. Just, uh, just like that, Derek. Yeah. Very good. So welcome, everyone, to the show. Thanks uh, for those in the, in the early chat room. Derek, David, Jim, Debbie, uh, thanks for joining us. We've got uh, a lot of news tonight. Not sure if Patrick is joining us. He was supposed to. We will see if he uh, if he joins us uh, partway into the show. But um, yeah, I guess we uh, we may as well get to it. And uh, tonight's big story, of course, uh, our first, our lead story, uh, which is oh, someone's coming. One someone's. Minute. Locked out currently. Camera's not working, or the lens cap is on. One of the I had the lens cap going on. Yeah, there you go. But uh, maybe he's having difficulty connecting. That would explain the tardiness. There he is. Oh. <laughs> Hello. There's Patrick joining us from the West Coast. How are you today, sir? I'm good. I just got back from the dentist. So oh, that's good. Oh. Just and I'm drooling. So, so if Patrick not is drooling, we'll know drool. why. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Blame it on the yeah, alcohol. My face is not moving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just telling the audience uh, about our lead story today, Patrick. The first story on our list, which, of course, is the holiday software update uh, oh, that yeah. has been released. Last week, we were talking about possibilities. And right. this week, uh, we're talking about it being released. Uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, late day yesterday, we had a, a few people uh, that were commenting on they were getting the release uh, being sent at that time. And this, of course, is uh, version 2022-44-25-1. And uh, we've got a story here from uh, Drive Tesla Canada that goes over with actually some pictures of the um, the new applications uh, that are coming across. And of course, as we talked about previously, Apple Music is at the top of the list. So we've got that ability now that you can uh, click on a QR code uh, that appears on the Tesla screen, and then you can log into your Apple account and uh, it can then start feeding you uh, Apple Music's uh, uh, list of songs, or you can do all the normal things you do with Apple Music. So you can listen to stations, you can search songs, you can play them. So all of that is available to you. It'll be interesting to see if there's any integration with the skip song ability uh, through the app. Um, but um, that's just starting to be played around with. I'm, I'm waiting for my update. Haven't seen an update. How about you two? Have you seen an Same update here. yet? Okay. Uh, beta makes us late. Uh, I am I am hoping that it'll be fairly stable, given that it's been in the software for over a year now, uh, just with no way to get into it. Uh, at least according to what Green saw. I just got an update for my uh, 2016 Model X, but it wasn't this one. Uh, Was it the one that lets you join the beta with the 20? Oh no, yours is AP1. Never mind. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rub it in, Casey. Just rub no, it no, in. no, no, no. My sister just got hers. And it's you know it's hardware three but MCU one and so they they let her uh, join the beta uh, with right. the safety score and all that so we'll see how it goes. There, there's a lot of list. stuff 
and, and folks were complaining. They're like, oh, I didn't get this and that. How could you blah, blah, oh. blah. And I'm like, welcome to legacy life. Yeah, uh, the, ones, the ones that have a valid complaint are the ones who, um, who have a refreshed Model S or X and are excluded from some of the features because their car is too old. Uh, luckily, Elon says that there will be a retrofit. He did not give any further details as to if it's a mobile service visit, if it's free or paid, or what. But uh, I think you have a case against them if they try to charge you for it, since uh, they said your car could play uh, all these games, and it can't unless it's built after February of 22. Well, speaking of that, uh, Steam... Uh, has been released yeah. for certain vehicles. I was getting into uh, that. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. you've got that separation between older and newer cars. Uh, so the Model S and X uh, refresh versions uh, have that ability to use the uh, stream platform, Steam platform. Um, we heard about this the other the other week uh, when uh, there was some code. Uh, looking for how you were logging in to Steam, looking for if you were coming in with a Tesla or not. So uh, that uh, that had led us to the uh, thought that Steam would be included. And yes, it has been added. Um, the features available on SNX uh, year 2022 plus uh, with 16 gigabyte of DDR memory and requires, of course, the premium connectivity uh, to use the uh, connection. Uh, storage device inside the MCU. So uh, some folks are saying that they that they have it with a 128, but I'm wondering if 128 is all the exposed to Steam because the car does use a lot of that for itself. Mm -hmm. uh, to the point where, uh, this isn't one of our stories, Tesla is now selling a, a one terabyte SSD for a substantial premium. Um, sales don't go um, don't open until February, uh, but it's a uh, it's like $350 for a one terabyte SSD that they claim is automotive grade and faster in some way. Um, we'll see once people actually start getting their hands on this thing. Uh, a lot of folks have suggested just just stick with the existing NVMe SSDs over USB Type-C that you can get already. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be... Uh, they're advertising, of course, um, hundreds, if not a thousand uh, plus uh, games that can be streamed over that platform. So that's going to be interesting to see how those operate. And uh, I'm sure the videos are about to start. So uh, <laughs> keep an eye out on that. But uh, who's got the dog? Is that you, Patrick? Yeah, I'm not sure what she's working at. Yeah, I keep she's muting. She's telling you about uh, dog mode updates. I think she's, the, yeah. <laughs> which, which is the next thing. So uh, dog <laughs> mode has been updated uh, to allow the internal camera uh, from your mobile app to view the dog uh, in either dog mode or sentry mode. So you've now got that option. Remember we were talking about having the ability uh, to pull your app up and see the, the multiple cameras, the four cameras. Well, I guess now they've included a, a internal, the internal cabin camera as well. So that's been a change uh, that has come across in all of the update. We've got uh, some additional media controls, uh, which uh, allows the driver for uh, easy access. So the, the swiping to access recent favorites and sources uh, with a swipe left or right are now uh, back. So the cards that we used to see where the cards three little dots were and you could swipe back and forth based on the dots, uh, knowing that there was more there. Uh, that has shown up. I'm hoping, and I believe I've seen a picture already, but I'm not quite sure that the uh, the PSIs of the tires yes, are on the cards. Right the wipers, and and uh, the guy I saw that was showing them said that they are better than they used to be. So so this is somebody who had experienced cars before, and, and say now that they're back, they're even better than they used to be. Good, good. Well, I mean that that last part, you know, about them better than they used to be, is objective. Uh, <laughs> to that guy that replied, <laughs> yes, his opinion. Uh, I, I can't tell you. I've used the old cards, but I haven't used the new cards. Next, of course, is the uh, the Wi-Fi garage opener. Yes. So uh, that uh, has been something that's been promised for a couple of years now, and it makes its way over in the holiday update. So if you've got one of those new fangled garage uh, door openers with the MyQ uh, connection, uh, you'll now be able to program it uh, with the uh, Tesla vehicle as well. And, and with that, uh, there have been users who discovered the pricing list for uh, Chamberlain, 
to how much they charge. If you buy 10 years up front, it's actually somewhat affordable. Uh, it sounds like a lot of money, but all of the subscription options are cheaper than than, than uh, the hardware for the home lake. So unless your car came with a home lake module, like uh, older Model S's and X's or the initial batch of Model 3's. Mine. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you will save a significant amount of money, even spending the, the $200 for 10 years, 200-ish dollars. I think it's like actually over two, I think it's like 250. But uh, we're looking at 350 plus for for, for the uh, the labor and, and mailing and to get the guy out to put in your car, unless you get a used one and retrofit it somehow yourself. But that's that's advanced work right there. Yep. Also, uh, if you do order it from Tesla, the, the, the home link kit. Don't open the box when they mail it to you because then the technician will still not put it in and you've wasted $350. Why is that? I don't know. It's Tesla. That's kind of weird. It is, but they warn you. They, they don't open the box. <laughs> okay. Next, uh, fan speed uh, been updated so that uh, we've got now a low, medium, and high setting. Uh, yes. Previously, of course, it was a numbered system uh, that you would just uh, slide the slide bar uh, Kind of difficult to use when you're driving, I've noticed, uh, when you're trying to get a certain speed of the fan speed. So maybe yeah. now with three settings, it'll be a little easier. Well, uh, actually, when you're this is for when you're in auto mode, which uh, when I was selling cars uh, would have been handy on everybody else's cars because you had all these people who understood they wanted a temperature, but then they just broke it by setting the fan speed manually because uh, either the fan speed was too low or too high and it just annoyed them or blew in their face or whatever. And so now they're complaining that the, that the air doesn't work the way it should because it's not going uh, to the set point because they've kneecapped it. Uh, so what this does is it sets that, that auto speed so that if you want it faster, you can have it blowing faster. And if you don't like it blowing wind in your face and you don't feel like moving the vents, uh, it will just take a little longer to get the set speed, but it'll still be able to actually fully reach it because it's still in auto mode. <laughs> Does that mean the fan speeds don't go to 11 anymore? Uh, not, not, not in auto, but I'm sure if you take it out of auto and set it to manual, you probably still get it to go to 11. On the cars with numbers, some of them just have a graph that goes up. And a new feature that I am sure will annoy many people driving in the car uh, that aren't expecting it because someone with access to the app has decided to turn on emissions mode remotely. Uh, to someone that's driving in the car. And, of course, the fart noises and jokes will persist uh, as you're going down the road not realizing uh, that so it's been turned on. Exterior or interior? Or both? Interior. Interior. This oh, is going so to fun. cause a couple divorces. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been awesome if somebody could just, like, make, it, make a car fart while you're rolling down the road. Well, they, they stopped that after, uh, right? The the the, oh, the, the parts are included with the, with the noisemaker. Yeah. Oh, oh those buggers. Yeah. That was just unsafe. Uh, unsafe. Uh, I guess for some reason. Because uh, they said so. Another another addition. <laughs> I'm sorry, Patrick. Uh, I said farts unsafe at any speed. At right. Any speed. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, if you don't let the pressure out, I mean. That could be calamity. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, we're we're going down a road we don't want to be on. Uh, next, of course, is uh, we, we got we got notification of this possibility uh, a few weeks ago, and this is the Zoom meetings uh, that has appeared now uh, with its own little uh, blue and white icon uh, that is available. And for those that didn't get the uh, Steam integration because they don't have the newer cars. Uh, you get a Mahjong game, uh, which is new, uh, yes. added to oh, the mix. But on the Zoom, that's also some cars, and you have to have the camera installed. I think that's that, true. You know, it would yeah. be awesome to, to make it work with the microphone, and then you know, not everybody does their Zoom meetings with the camera turned on. And we've yet to see that if uh, if you can continue the Zoom meeting if you start to drive, if it just switches to mm -hmm. audio only. And if they do that, then there's absolutely no reason that the cars that camera shouldn't be able to That's do it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, another popular one uh, from the world of Mario is Rainbow Road. Uh, has yes. been added to the ability that you can turn it on uh, in autopilot. Without and, the music. Uh, and you can, uh, yeah, without the music. And you can have a Rainbow Road follow your car at all times. Yes. Uh, proceeding and uh, um, uh, following the car. So, you, you do uh, have to have auto steer turned on. 
but it's all the time. You don't have to be in the Easter egg mode. That's right. That's cool. Think of my Next, favorite. We've got some auto turn signals. Oh, that one. No, the other one's my favorite. Ah, okay. So I was, I was wondering, this is uh, this uh, turn signal can automatically deactivate upon completing your lane change, fork or merge. So uh, it's looking at the car's actions uh, through the cameras. Uh, and then based on the turn signal you have on, uh, we'll turn them off. The three not and a, not a, the not a huge deal. Uh, I, I guess we do see people on the roads occasionally that drive with their turn signals on for mile after mile. That, that does happen. But uh, yeah. not everybody owns a Tesla either. So it's not necessarily going to solve the problem. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if this will work for the times that, um, that, that FSD forgets to turn off the turn signals. <laughs> I found I found that sometimes FSD will turn on the signal and I'm just driving down the road like one of them people that with the lights just on. Uh, but it, but again, SNX refresh had this from pretty early on, so this is just for Model Three and Y with hardware three equipment. Yeah. Okay, and one one for all the vehicles. Um, is this your favorite, Casey? The contact lookup. Oh no no the one before one before the turn signals. So you can oh. now schedule the light show. So if you wanted to have your cars do a dance off at a club meeting. You can say, all right, we're going to have it happen in five or 10 minutes because you can have it happen at up to 10 minutes. And so you can say, everybody, at 3.15, have your car set to do the dance and then walk away, close it, get it ready to go. And then the car will start doing the dance on mass, which is really cool. It looked just like when they first showed it to us with three Model Xs that were doing the Model Xmas. And, <laughs> and, and it was really cool. And then nobody was ever able to do it again, even if they were perfectly synced with the push in the lock on the fob. Uh, on that right. One. Now it is, which is, you know, what only only what my likes came out in 2016, only only four years late. <laughs> <laughs> and another item, uh, besides the contact a... <laughs> lookup, is uh, Bluetooth uh, gaming controllers. Uh, yes. So they've added uh, some ability to use Bluetooth controllers uh, in the arcade mode. Uh, and to uh, pair the controller, you open the Bluetooth panel, follow the instructions on screen. And it works best, apparently, with PS5 controllers. So uh, that is now available to you. That's something I might take advantage of. I've never gotten a controller, uh, yeah. but uh, that is something that might be of interest. That's only on SNX refresh with the, uh, with the right uh, level of, uh, <laughs> of hardware as well. Uh, okay. So that's another reason you might be complaining if you bought an early... Uh, refresh Model S or X. Um, but Contact Lookup, they weren't clear on, on what's actually different about that. I don't, I, they, we've had that before. It, it really did suck. So maybe it's because they made it better. And, and of course, one you, that annoys the mess out of me. Go ahead. If you happen to own a Model Y uh, that is a performance version, oh. you now will have access to track mode, uh, just like the Model 3s do. So uh, that's an addition that uh, Model Y owners have been asking for for quite some time. So yes. uh, every time it, they asked, I would say, what about the expensive performance models? And get <laughs> no response except for uh, annoyance at the Model Y performance people. I'm like, wait a minute. These people paid up to double of what you paid for a performance car. I think they also deserve track mode. And apparently Tesla agreed with the with the, the indignant, indignant proles. Eh, you don't need it. Yeah, but tell us how you feel, Casey. We're not sure about how you're feeling about this whole thing. Ah, no, legacy mode, yeah. <laughs> legacy mode. They're like, That's what do we go? You get ludicrous mode. Like, well, if I want ludicrous mode and track mode. It's called uh, performance, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> don't give it to the Y. Like when it was exclusive to the Model Three, it's like, oh well, it's nimble, it's small, it's blah blah blah. But the Model Y is is, is a chunker, very much like the Model X, and it's like a it's a Raspberry. It's just like she was showing earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got some some other miscellaneous ones. We're not going to go through the entire list. We're pretty well through the major stuff though uh, at this point. So uh... oh oh one 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 minor but big one is the confirm call transfer. If you're on a call, uh, previously it would just automatically transfer. Now it only transfers if you're in the driver's seat with the door shut. But now, if you're already on a call, then you make that true. Instead of snatching your phone call, it'll say, hey, we see you're on a call. Would you like to move it to the car? So that way, you know, if you're you know, on a phone call talking about firing a, uh, an employee and they're in the car with you, it doesn't automatically transfer over or maybe surprising your spouse or children with a gift. 
or maybe you're a cheater. Uh, either way, <laughs> none of that's going to be exposed just because you sit in the car and close the door. It doesn't even have to be something horrible. It could just be annoying. Uh, this is true, I too. Was, like, some people don't like it when, yeah. you, when you have a speakerphone conversation and, that, that, and they have no reason to be on it. Right. I was, I was here at home, and I'm on a work call, and then my wife pulled into the garage, and then when she did, boom, the call jumped to the car. And I'm like, where'd my call go? <laughs> It's, oh, that's another good point. Yeah, it might not be your it's, call. <laughs> right. Yes. And so that was kind of annoying. So I had to like get on my phone and pull it back. Turn and, off Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Right. Yeah. Your wife, your wife is now controlling this meeting. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully she's studying her notes. Yeah. Uh, hopefully she was like, what are you idiots doing in my car? You know, right. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. I'm like, we're colleagues. You know? Who are you people? <laughs> Hijack my phone in my car. Right. So this is a needed feature. Even even <laughs> for all the cases that Casey mentioned, but others too. Completely innocent reasons like that. Yeah. Other other less uh, fantastic reasons. Yes. Um, interesting story that, that has, has come to us uh, about <laughs> Tesla in court. So yes. FSD, uh, Casey, you're about to lose your tongue. Just thought I'd let you know. So uh, this... I'm not the only one getting dental work done today. Right? <laughs> this... <laughs> This story is about uh, Tesla uh, tr defending itself against a, um, uh, a group of owners that have sued for the fact that FSD has not lived up to its promise. And Tesla is uh, responding back that just because the version of FSD is not complete now, it's not that it's not been prom. It's not that they're lying about anything. What it's telling you is that they are working their way through the uh, timer of getting the package up and running properly for customers to take hold of. So yeah, right. they have indicated, of course, in the literature that people bought the car about FSD is going through a build process and that customers will receive it once it has been completed. So yeah. this group has got out in front of this saying, hey, it's never coming out. We we haven't got what we paid for, and Tesla's arguing back. Listen, you signed the, up for this. You understood it was in development, and you understood you would get it when it was completed. So yeah. uh, that's what they're arguing uh, for in court. So I think it's a pretty clear cut case uh, when it comes to this because the consumer agreed uh, to the terms uh, when they right. purchased the vehicle. So right. can't really see them having too much of a leg to stand on here. Unless closest, Tesla changes something in the future. The closest they got so far to that is where uh, Elon is like, oh, real soon. They were close. I know it. I can feel it in my bones. And then the other two, three incidents where he said, oh, yeah, we're going to do a demonstration drive by the end of the year. And then did it. But the demonstration drive doesn't, doesn't really affect what your car can do. So Yeah. 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 Those are all forward-looking statements. This is a problem that's not solved it's difficult um right. and uh i i my estimate is this can't even really be done to the level where you could take a nap in the car until 2027 so uh yeah so, yeah it'd be interesting to have a, a poll on it but uh if you just look at it's a long tail problem and so uh you can handle a, f a few of the corner cases every year but there are thousands of them and, and you don't know which ones you don't have right until you've got uh, uh, the other ones that were masking the next layer out of the way and it's improving all the time so they will get there but it's just uh it's, it's a long tail problem i was going to make a to have it be the, very reliable in the youtube chat but i'm not the owner of the channel so it won't let me however if you don't already <laughs> follow the tesla live show on twitter how about you uh follow it there and if mark remembers he'll make a poll to see when you think uh, FSD will be uh, released to everybody. So the world well, yeah, has, level, it, yeah. No longer in beta. I want it into. Uh, I can crawl beta and, and, and take a nap. When does it hit that mode? That's right, when it's that's true part. FSD. Yeah. David in the chat room's got a good point. Uh, he's saying, "Yes, at, at year five, the promise is getting a little old." That uh, too, and then he also said, "If it was transferable, 
uh, he'd be more Tesla sympathetic. And yeah. and, and yes. I love that idea, but Elon seems to think it's stupid, just like waypoints. But you know, maybe we'll wear him down just like them. <laughs> I can understand that if you had a two year lease and you paid for this, then you never got it and you turn your car back in. Yeah. And, and the argument is, well, your car trading is worth more because it has that feature. So you kind of get it back. But right. But uh, you can't really they won't really break it out as proof that they gave you more for it. And exactly. And other dealers. You and know, actually, and actually on, a, on a two or three year lease. Yeah. The court may be sympathetic to that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on, um, uh, on if you if you have a car that you aren't barred from trading into a dealership, that's not Tesla. Um they also might not value it at any reasonable price because they can't really sell it to a customer. Hey, there's this promise that comes with the car. Enjoy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On a related note, um, Tesla was sued uh, about FSD in another court because um, this guy wanted, uh, wanted uh, to use the FSD beta subscription. And uh, they said, all right, give us, give us a thousand dollars for the hardware. And, and so he took him to small claims court. And Tesla didn't show up, so he won. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they owe him yeah. a computer. And, and uh, they, they can't appeal they because they didn't show up. <laughs> right. Well, it's small claims. I don't think there's an appeal process in small claims anyway. That, there's probably that too. But but even, yeah. even if they, there were, they can't appeal because they didn't show So And, and uh, Casey's got a, got a point that this may be possibly some precedent-setting abilities uh, for others uh, that could yeah. point to this. Although with Tesla not showing up at all, I'm not sure. It's a little hard to prove that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can say they lost. And, and if your judge or lawyer is sympathetic and they, they can work it through uh, and you're on a subscription and you have hardware 2.5 or 2.0, I mean, it, it, it's scummy, but it's worth a try because they've always said from when subscriptions became available, because subscriptions weren't available when they promised free upgrades. Uh, and right. then, when, then, then when they made subscriptions, they said, all right, free upgrades will continue for people who paid up front. Uh, and they said immediately when they said subscriptions are available, if you don't qualify, you don't get it. So this is why I think that, uh, that unless they look at this other one as precedent, um, Tesla's still got their, their backs covered for, for, for this. So it's worth a try, but don't get your hopes up that if, 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 if that's you and you want a free $1,000 computer. I don't know. Is it worth it for a thousand bucks? I mean, if you want it, pay it for takes it, time off work enjoy it. And, and yeah, course. and if yeah. you don't, don't. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of silly to even think, oh, I could get this for free. And how many thousands did you spend in your car? You want to right. go over a thousand dollars and go through all that process? It's Yeah. I mean, I, I get that it doesn't feel good, but this is this is in line with what they promised. Now, if, if you had a 2017 with the full FSD package, and they didn't want to give you your upgrade, and they didn't want to give you your cameras. Sue the pants off of them, but that's not what they're doing. They they they're dragging their feet on cameras, and they are giving you the hardware for the um, for the FSD. And as I said, my sister in law she got her invite to get her hardware three MCU one car uh, invited into the beta. So they're clearly, even if slowly, doing what's right. Very good. Uh, next story is about uh, Canada, my home country. Um, Tesla was invited uh, to appear uh, in front of the uh, 2023 uh, Canada's budget consultation period. Um, with the budget uh, coming for Canada in 2023, the federal government does invite industry leaders uh, in subjects that they have interest in. Uh, to learn more about uh, perspective, uh, where things are going, uh, to pull basically the industry uh, as to uh, how to improve things. Uh, and of course, uh, EV adoption in Canada is a uh, big item uh, that the government wants to happen. And with that, they invited Tesla to uh, join them and talk a little bit about the EV uh, structure that they see, uh, what uh, options and changes they would make ideally uh, to uh, have uh, vehicles uh, be more be adopted in a quicker fashion. And uh, Tesla focused basically on three things. They looked at a demand policy, addressing uh, the perceptions and the, uh, the barriers of purchasing a vehicle, uh, as well as uh, the next uh, look they looked at was the infrastructure policy. This, of course, involves charging and how these vehicles are going to charge. 
and the different aspects of charging uh, that are available to the Canadian public. And finally, uh, they looked at a supply policy. Uh, so they, uh, they kind of encompassed as EVs start to be adopted more and more, you're going to require more of them. Uh, everyone can see this is happening and Tesla is looking at the, at the different pieces that go into supplying EVs to any country. So right from minerals to production uh, to sales of those vehicles. So uh, it, was, uh, it was kind of interesting to see their perspective. Not a lot of surprises in this report, but uh, unlike some other countries, I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, at least Canada looked at one of the industry leaders and asked their opinion on what's been going on in the EV world at this point and how uh, Canada could uh, do better. So uh, it was it was interesting to see uh, their perspective. Again, not a big surprise, but glad to see it was expressed and taken in uh, by the politicians. This is the same meeting where uh, everybody was coming out with stories about uh, Tesla lobbies Canada for uh, Tesla semi uh, infrastructure, right? Right. Okay, but it wasn't just the semi. No, no, so, it, you know, it was it was infrastructure as a whole. All so, EVs. Yeah. yeah. I think that's better. Yeah, because Tesla is not the only game in town. Uh, yeah, they, they are about two thirds, uh, but uh, it's uh, certainly there are going to be others involved. And uh, and as far as I'm concerned, any EV that serves uh, an individual well is a good EV in my mind. So yes. we shall see as time goes along. Next, David uh, Rector sold weird. <laughs> Being assaulted with a ring, <laughs> right, right. Now, Patrick, I don't know if you saw this information because it kind of overlaps between you and Casey's discipline about the Gigafactories. Yes. So uh, this story was about a top executive from Giga Shanghai being brought to Giga Texas. Yes, to show you guys the ropes. <laughs> right. We talked. To, we we uh, we saw. We talked about this. Uh, we knew it was coming. Because uh, Mark, you made the um, gung ho reference, right? Right. <laughs> yes. Yep. And so now it's happening. And now it's happening. And of course, some some news outlets jumped the gun and indicated that this top exec coming from Shanghai was actually taking Elon's position in the company. <laughs> and which some of rumors were a little crazy. They said that he was going to be the the new Gwen Shotwell, but for Tesla. And I think that's also saying a bit. Jumping the gun there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this this is uh, this uh, exec is going to be taking over uh, to try to speed the ramp at Giga Texas, uh, and obviously uh, he's had some experience in Shanghai's uh, ramp. So yeah, uh, this is his title, or is he just there as an advisor? Like, is he well, it, show it's, him the road to go back home? It's it's unsure he because he did bring over some of his um, some of his trusted people with him. Uh, there's no indication as to how long it's been. There's not even an indication if he's keeping his same position at Shanghai while he's doing this in Texas, or right. if it's going to be more permanent. I think I think Tesla doesn't know because I think they want to see how it ramps, and if it's ramping mm -hmm. well, you know what. They'll move mountains to keep it going that way. Yeah, uh, we brought your family. Stay well. They may have to do something completely different. Right. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, I'm thinking this. Probably Tesla's thinking this too. You know, he shows up and then he, he makes it. You know, with this bigger, better factory, he makes it happen even better than than he did in Shanghai. He, he and his team that they brought over with him, obviously. Right, and Shanghai is definitely their crown jewel. It's really working well, um, and. So there's a lot of lessons they can teach the Austin team for sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it'll it'll be nice to help Austin get ramped up. David says Texan workers may be a little more interesting to manage. This is true, right? Yeah, the enough. culture clash is exactly why we referenced the other movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely yeah. different cultures. Definitely, definitely. As Michael Keaton well knows, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Next, uh, this, of course, is about the other Gigafactory, uh, Berlin. Um, there was a few stories uh, this week about Berlin, and I'll, I'll just combine them here in this one segment. But uh, first of all, uh, Tesla has been approved. Uh, its expansion uh, wants 
uh, by the local government. Uh, so they've been granted the ability to expand uh, the factory itself. Uh, there's a couple of different projects that are underway. Another thing that was kind of interesting was that Tesla requested uh, to the local government as well that they wanted to do their own search for groundwater. So that's something different. We know that 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 uh, Giga Berlin uh, was um, there. Were, there was a battle over groundwater from the locals wanting them to only take a certain amount of groundwater, no matter what their size was. And Tesla, of course, came in under the amount that they wanted uh, them to adhere to. So that made, of course, the locals happy that they were taking even less water. But now it seems that with their expansion, they're going to need some more water. So Tesla wants to do their own searching uh, to see if they can come up with uh, another source of water that's close to or on the actual premises. So uh, that's something that they've requested to start looking for. Um, and it's, it's unclear, like someone with the resources of Tesla, they're certainly going to be able to bring in a lot of experts uh, looking for groundwater. Uh, and of course, they're not going to, the, the local town won't want them tapping into the existing aqueduct or whatever they're using. Uh, they'll want them to find some new sources, most likely. So we'll have to see uh, if that. I wonder if Germany will freak out, like some of the places in the US, if you try to capture the rainwater that hits in your roof. Yeah, they have enough uh, square footage that they could probably collect quite a bit of rainwater. This true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there are some places where no, that rainwater is expected to run off and flow into the local streams and rivers, and and so uh, they don't want you to, uh, capturing all that. Yeah, and then another another story that was coming out this week for the factory in Berlin as well was that the third shift that we talked about a few months ago that was scheduled to start. It's now confirmed that it will be starting. So it, yeah. it has started. It's it's about to uh, get rolling. Uh, so obviously, uh, the ramp up at Giga Berlin continues uh, now with a third. And of course, this would be basically a 24-hour operation once you have the third shift in place, uh, mm -hmm. because each shift is eight hours. So that would be 24 hours. Yeah. Good stuff. Ramp continues. Uh, next story, uh, Casey's got this one about a, a new group of homes in Las Vegas and their unique ability. Yes, they have one of Patrick's favorite subjects. They have home energy storage via Powerwall. So this is nice. a plan development that comes with uh, not Tesla solar, but uh, somebody, uh, no, not Tesla solar roof, but Tesla solar panels and, um, and Powerwalls and for some reason, ChargePoint EVSEs instead of the Tesla J1772 EVSEs, which are cheaper and probably more robust, but they don't have the uh, RFID cards. But they also will lock out non non approved Teslas if you set them up to do so. So, same difference. Ah. Anyway, this is pretty cool because uh, it's, it's been proven time and again as, as these type of projects roll out, either with the solar roof or just the power wall or the virtual power plant. Uh, that, that it gets people off of the right foot as far as uh, energy conservation, making their own energy at home, uh, minimizing their footprint. And this is what we want to see, electrifying all the things. And That's right. And bring building out. a future free from fossil fuels. It's hard to yeah. say with the numbed up face. <laughs> <laughs> <In his lip. laughs> this is really cool. Yeah. Um, if you, I just saw the, the stats here, and it uh, says um, solar panels. Tesla power walls and two EV charging stations. Like yeah. that sounds a lot like my house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is out of Austin. It's twelve thousand homes. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, this this particular one in Vegas is a smaller amount, right? It's oh, only... I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They do talk yeah. about two of them in this. Yeah. Uh, Austin's the bigger one that started. This, this, one, one. this one in Vegas is just fifty-one homes, which yeah, is still right. Right. Substantial, but it's not twelve thousand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hope they take this to the next step and say, okay, you know, no two-stroke engines. You can't have yes. uh, gas-powered lawnmowers or leaf blowers. Those have to be electric. Put a little battery charging yeah. rack next to the char car charger for your lawnmower and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Out outside of that, Patrick, I, I don't think you can regulate that. You know, you could maybe well, sign up. Yeah, homeowners associations. Yes, homeowners associations have a lot of power, surprising a lot. Yeah. yeah. But, if you but what I would like that when you move in. 
what I would like to see more than that would be just starting to increase the power collected, like, you know, 25%, 50% more solar. I'd like to see the ability that uh, maybe this, this, uh, this uh, group of homes would have a um, an introduction to electric cars. Everyone's now got mm-hmm. two chargers in their garage. Maybe they need some sort of uh, education for people that move in to to talk about those electrified gardening uh, items, as Patrick has mentioned. To talk about electric cars, to talk about how their their home actually uh, allows them to participate in a couple of unique things that most people can't. Um, yeah. Doubling the power walls is another option, and of course, getting the auto bidder installed into all these homes, allowing yes. the whole community to participate in money they could get back. So there, there's many different steps here. That that, uh, and again, I, I applaud the starting of it. Uh, I just like to see more running uh, forward with this. Uh, being a being a net zero community, I'd like to be able to say. They're a net positive community. That's that's yeah. the next step, right? right. Yeah, you, you bring up a good point because you know some of you guys know that I rent a home out of South Carolina, and it's it's solar and uh, it's got the EVSE. It doesn't have battery backup because uh, I left before that uh, could get done, and none of my tenants have actually driven an electric car. So mm. since the, since the system is designed to be net zero with an electric car, they've actually been net positive, but they could have even more benefit if they would make their own fuel at home. So it's a bit like the corporate Chevy Volts that were running around, never plugged in. Uh, but with a uh, slightly more benefit in that, you know, it's not burning gas all the time now. It's it's also drop, just dumping that extra the grid as a battery and it's never pulling it back out. Yeah. And as Casey and I both know that once someone gets started with an electric vehicle, Patrick knows this as well, it, it's something that grows with you. Uh, I would say that more than 99% of people that get involved with an electric vehicle based on our, our club membership here in Ontario, nobody switches back. Uh, the people I've switch, seen switch back had either picked the wrong car or their job changes such that they, they just can't do it with today's technology, like just ultra committed. Right. But that's about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and we're talking like one person out of like 10,000 that we, that we all know. <laughs> but that, that's right. great. The Las Vegas community is, is showing where we want to go. And of course, we need more and more of these communities to pop up because, of course, the expense of buying the house, probably your most expensive thing you're ever going to do in your life. Having the ability to put the solar, to put the battery back up in the house at the start of it, added it to your mortgage, it makes a whole lot of sense. It's, it's a small mm-hmm. amount of money. But the homeowner the house that's going to benefit the homeowner for the length of the mortgage that they own that house. For yeah, and, mm-hmm. and not only that, but but because the developer is doing dozens of these at one swath, uh, they can get volume discounts on they the installation. Exactly, yeah. and depending on who who your vendors are, they can get a, a volume discount from the vendor as well. Yeah. Uh, and for yeah. these guys, we partnered with um, uh, an installer called um, uh, such the R. Uh, and just doing the installation as you're building the home, when you can run the conduits without tearing out drywall and do, retrofits are so much more difficult than building it that way from the beginning. Right. Yeah, the planning, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, uh, we've got some sustainability coming from Giga Texas. Um, we had heard uh, recently over the past two quarters that Tesla's been having some difficulty in actually having the fleet of trucks to move the cars onto market after they're being produced because Tesla is now producing so many vehicles uh, in the United States that they're, they're taxing all the available car carriers at the end of the quarter to move these vehicles. So Tesla has the option in Texas uh, about 40 miles away. There's a community that has a railhead that ends there. And Tesla's been using this area with two tracks that sat in the, into that uh, into that rail yard, and that they've been so they've seen the volumes increase and realized that rail can work for them in certain, I guess, certain configurations. So they've mm-hmm. decided to go ahead and triple the size of the rail yard. So they've added another four spur lines into this rail yard that will now give them access to six um, uh, train yard. I guess train trains themselves, right? You, the the, the, uh, the, cars, the car yeah. carriers are rolled onto the side tracks. 
There are multiple of them in the road. The ramps sure, are yeah. down, so you just drive the car onto the ramp and drive to the end of the train, park it, and then the next car comes in behind it. Two yeah. two levels of them, uh, but uh, it's going to give them more capacity to ship things by rail, ship cars by rail, and of course, um, uh, they've obviously had success of it if they're if they're tripling up uh, the resources they have there. Yeah, and, uh, I guess they're counting on that uh, team from Shanghai really ramping things up quickly right, in Austin. Right. <laughs> so, so my my car took a train tour of uh, Alabama during Hurricane Flu, and Lawrence, and shortly after that, the Fremont team uh, kind of dismantled the, <laughs> the railhead at Fremont, and, uh, and uh, they were saying that they had a bad experience with the rails. It was easier just to do trucks, and then. Here at Shanghai, or not Shanghai, but uh, here at uh, Austin and at at, at uh, Giga Berlin, uh, here they are really leaning into trains. Did, did they perhaps have a better experience with some folks that know how to work a train in, in Germany, or did they uh, get favorable rates now that they're not piecemealing the cars out? Because hey, we can buy four whole trains every week. Let's go! Uh, don't put us at the back of the line ever again, or we're going to cancel your contract. <laughs> yeah. I got to believe that as volumes increase and they can start to commandeer multiple trains, then their their order goes up in the pecking order when it comes to mm -hmm. uh, availability and when those those shipments are actually going to take place. So I'm not even going to make those threads. Like like anything, volume counts and allows you to get better discounts and better service. Typically, a little bit of put money sure. talks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Will a Cybertruck fit in one of these train cars? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Cause you can fit like Land Rovers and stuff on there, like really large vehicles. So. Okay. As long as it's road legal. Speaking of Cybertruck, Casey's got our next story about the Cybertruck. I do. I do. And he's got a photo to share with us. I do. So uh, the folks over at, uh, what's she calling herself this week? Uh, In Java. <laughs> right. Uh, found a, or not found, but we're given a, um, a, a photo from somebody who uh, Sandy Monroe said has probably lost their job. He's probably <laughs> right. <as well. laughs> um, here we can see uh, up above this this vehicle, you can see it says powder coat. And then we can see that the, the front half of this is literally powder coated, like even onto the rails back here. And, and uh, Sandy was trying to figure out how many pieces this is, if it was all one piece or if it was two pieces or six pieces. Uh, we know that this wasn't made at Giga Texas because the the the, the pieces for the Interpress have just arrived. Uh, at least at least three large multi-ton units of them have arrived because they they showed up on these uh, roll, roller trucks that, that look like the ones that move the rockets around, uh, just to displace uh, enough weight over enough axles and tires that they didn't destroy the road underneath it. And they pulled them up to the side of the factory where the interpress is supposed to go, and it looked like they were about to remove a wall to get them in there. And 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 this goes along with reporting that the foundation for the building that that, that these equipment are going to sit on has been completed. So, uh, but this this showed up before that. So so we're we're wondering if this was a three D print or a one off. Um, uh, like like these companies like like Elon keeps saying prototypes are easy. So they they could have had any number of firms make one uh and and make it be dimensionally and, and then everything correct that they could practice running it down the line painting it uh putting the shell on the outside that sort of thing and and this is this is all we really know about it because uh that's what she got she got a picture she put it in her video and then we got a, a a bunch of other folks reminding tesla employees that um uh, Taking pictures may allow you to lose your job quickly. Right, right. And then and then they asked other leakers to be more responsible with with how they handle them because if you if you do them correctly, uh, it doesn't expose your sources, but apparently uh, they felt that this told them exactly who took the picture and now this person is gone. Hmm. Yeah. But interesting is cool. we get closer and closer to the to those gigapresses being installed and of course the uh, the not the actual production, but the right. uh, the practicing of uh, you know the prototyping of the line and getting things up and running is is it's good to see something happening towards the Cybertruck. We've right. been waiting so long; so many people mm -hmm. uh, have been waiting, and uh, this is um, 
this is some progress. So always yeah. good to see. And Sandy was curious about how much of it appears to be pressed, like like uh, all the way up to the, uh, the the sails or what do they call them, the buttresses. Uh, they've got all the way up to there, and then obviously the stressed skin will go on the outside of that. Uh, and then something that concerned a bunch of us was Elon had promised a uh, a way to get uh, at least air, but probably also hopefully people from inside the cab to inside the vault, uh, which is what they call the, the the closed covered bed when it's in that mode. We call it the vault. Uh, well, Tesla does, and we call it that because they do. Uh, it doesn't appear that this one has that. So it's either really early or uh, even though he said, yeah, they, they couldn't make it happen. And so they didn't. Uh, time will tell. Or, or it could be that the exact model is not even required for what they're testing for. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. If this is made of plastic, you might need extra uh, rigidity than than you would if it was made out of the real steel. Right. Yeah. So uh, this uh, this certainly um, could be uh, that you know it's not the it's not the perfect one. It's not the one that they're they're actually going to produce. Uh, this is just uh, maybe lining up. Uh, the uh, how it fits in the assembly line they're looking right. to create. Who knows? Yeah, because it's been easier to, to run this through the factory than it is to just go through and, and tape out uh, and make sure that your tape is constantly the right width uh, than, than to do that. Plus, you can, you can like I said, practice putting the shell on and everything. Yeah. Uh, Derek and, points yeah. out that tanks fit onto those trains and that uh, he's, he's asking if this was like a, like, yeah, like a pass-through, but one that a human could, you know, not have to... Uh, get out of the vault and walk around the truck to to deal with. Like literally, you could go from one to the other. So if you were, say, street camping, you could uh, you could roll back to the steering wheel and, and deal with something you need to be dealt with. Drive away quickly without being ticketed. <laughs> well, <laughs> ticketed, yes, but uh, more like uh, uh, robbers. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep the doors locked while you move your way to the driver's seat. Exactly. Versus getting out, being exposed to them, then having to open your door, then get back in, buckle up, start the car. Well, not that you'd be buckling in that case, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Next story. This uh, kind of relates to what we were talking about earlier. Patrick, you you know about this. Uh, this is about the uh, Texas approving uh, Tesla's uh, ability to run a virtual power plant. So uh, this is a, a big plus uh, that uh, Tesla has been asking for a while. We know that that Tesla has produced a couple of uh, battery uh, battery locations in Texas uh, that have been uh, helping support the grid. And at that time, they had applied for a number of powers, including this ability to use their auto bidder and run a virtual power plant. And in uh, Texas, uh, it was probably uh, you know, once they accepted uh, this ability, this is going to be a big move for te uh, for Tesla. Uh, we talked yeah. about a moment ago about the thousands of homes that are being put in with uh, power walls uh, in the Austin area. This is uh, this is the ability to uh, run those groups as a single power plant, all those homes, and to be able to distribute the power to the grid when it's required and to get paid for it. Uh, when mm -hmm. uh, when the grid is uh, fluctuating back and forth as to uh, supply and demand. So um, just like uh, Patrick's house uh, does currently with uh, his power company. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing about a distributed power plant is, uh, in another case like Texas, is you're not just shoring up, you know, from your single point. Like, say the grid is broken at your single point. Uh, now you're, you're, you know, all of your houses are, are participating, all the ones that aren't broken. And, and so you can still say, hey, here's 75%, and it could avert a crisis. Yes, yeah, this is a great idea. I'm glad that uh, Texas finally approved uh, whatever paperwork was needed to make this happen, because um, when, especially Texas, they've had problems with their grid. If they can now have these batteries on demand, snap their fingers and say, we want uh, some more power, then uh, that's great. That, that can help keep the lights on, that can help keep people from freezing in the winter. It's 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 all good stuff. Yep, so uh, again, with more and more of these homes coming online, uh, as we talked about the story earlier in Las Vegas, more and more companies wanting to participate in this, um, it's gonna be, become a, a huge thing. It's going to allow us all uh, to benefit from a decentralized uh, grid. Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas today we're really stuck with, you know, sure the grid's connected to other grids, 
but uh, it's not as robust as it can be. There are multiple single points of failure, whereas if you start out outfitting all the different homes that they can help supply their own neighborhoods and then their own regions beyond that, exactly. it just becomes more robust and more reliable. Mm -hmm. And and of course, the ability for the actual rate holders to participate in getting paid uh, for when power is required and their home can supply it, that's just a, it's a win for everybody. Uh, less power plants have to be built and the system is much more robust. It's, it's a win for everybody. Absolutely. Got a fun one. Next, Casey's got a story about the semi. And yeah. <laughs> there seems to be, they seem to be multiplying. If you leave two semis in a parking lot overnight, <laughs> something happens. You get a semi the next day. <laughs> no, no, not cyber truck. That'd be really awesome. So uh, over at um, the Pepsi distribution center, we already saw that the, that the Frito-Lay distribution center had themselves a uh, mega charger, Tesla semi, V4 station, whatever we want to call these things right now. Um, some folks went back and, and did some searching because uh, it appeared that a, that a semi charger just showed up overnight, uh, but we see that it was under construction for a little while here. But uh, as you can see from this spy shot taken by another trucker from a uh, fossil truck, uh, <laughs> Uh, we can see two Pepsi trucks, not just the, the, uh. the one Pepsi truck and the one Frito-Lay truck. Uh, and, and the reason that they're wondering why it took them so long to find uh, this, this megacharger uh, is because it is behind the secure gate uh, at the Pepsi facility. So uh, it's a little harder for the drone army to just kind of get in there if they don't know to fly the drone there in the first place. Yeah, so there there may be some additional deliveries happening after the uh, first delivery. We've seen a number of photos of the Frito Lay truck out doing things like being in a Santa Claus parade and uh, hooking up uh, at the uh, Modesto, uh, California plant. Uh, but this is in Sacramento, apparently. Uh, yeah. This uh, Pepsi Depot, and uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a couple of decked out Pepsi trucks. So I wonder if uh, Pepsi. Uh, they had an order of over 100, I believe. Yes. Uh, their initial order, or their added on order. So it'll be interesting to see if Pepsi's going to be receiving, you know, a dozen trucks or so as, as time goes along. I'm also curious with uh, with FedEx's large order, if any of them are going to be the FedEx custom critical truck, which if you aren't familiar with it, you may have seen it running down the road if you if you drive any major uh, east-west or north-south routes. Um, it's, uh, it's a regular semi-truck. But then it's got a really large sleeper cab, like an RV basically built onto it. And then it's got a like a 30-foot box built onto it as well. So it looks a little bit like a class six truck, but it's really a full-on class eight semi-truck. And and like it's got room for three drivers to just rotate so the thing doesn't stop in 32 hours. Uh we're not sure what they do. Like maybe um well, that's mission critical shipments, right? Right, it's, exactly. It's stuff that has to get there. And uh, they uh, probably uh, state the state most likely, but of yeah. course, uh, you know, at a certain distance, I've got to believe it would be it's better fine. to fly it. But <laughs> right. uh, there are, well, there there are some sensitive materials that can't be flown too. Right. So this, like this could be something that uh, <laughs> they don't want like flown. Yeah. Right. But if they, I wonder if any of the FedEx trucks will be modified to to do that, or if they'll wait until the sleeper cab comes out and they modify that one. I, I think they're probably going to wait because they need the charging infrastructure to go those long no distances. With that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, uh, Unless they put about all the FedEx yeah. airports. <laughs> so, Which they could do. We, we have my truck uh, here for Pepsi and Frito-Lay that they're actually installing them at the distribution points. Yeah. So uh, Pepsi and Frito-Lay will have the ability that when they complete their deliveries, uh, they'll be able to move over to the distribution area and, and plug in. So... Uh, that's going to be a, a quick and easy thing for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was wondering how we would get some news of some new deliveries of the semi-truck to other people. Uh, didn't even think that uh, we would get some news uh, this quickly that Pepsi's got a third truck. They couldn't right. even make more. Uh, we, we don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, to different customers. That way they could get the different load profiles and different use cases rather than more of the same customer, which still gives them a lot of data, but, you know, if, Pepsi and Walmart and and and, uh, and 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 some of the other uh, like DHL everybody that ordered this thing like each of them is going to use it differently so that would that would help you out with, uh, yeah. with each revision of your hardware versus more Pepsi. 
Well, as you said, the drone army is going to have their work cut out for them because uh, when they're when these mega chargers are being installed uh, on someone's personal property behind gates, uh, they're going to have to work a lot harder uh, to find these new installations and companies right. that are getting involved with this. They will. So uh, Derek is asking, is the semi wrapped? Yes, it is. Uh, it's being wrapped, uh, and um, I think paint would be cool, but wrapping is faster. And, it had uh, that matte tone to it that that usually uh, it's what you get when you wrap, but I, I couldn't tell just from the photos it looked wrapped. But I would be guessing. Uh, you can paint it that way, but it's extra cost to get it right. Uh, yeah. And Tesla isn't known for getting their paint right the first time, so <laughs> uh, I would. No, I, would I, 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 oh, I got to believe for speed, delivery, and cost. Uh, yeah, wrap, wrap's going to be the thing going forward for everybody. Yeah. Like, there's so many wraps now that simulate. Um, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you've got the mats, you've got the semi-glosses, you've got the glossy finishes. Uh, man, there, there are a million different combos out there that you can uh, wrap your uh, vehicle in. So, uh, yeah. And I'm sure, of course, Pepsi getting multiple different vehicles. Uh, they're working all the time with uh, adding new fleet, fleet vehicles and taking ones out of service. So it, yeah. just, uh, it just makes sense that the wrap... Also, when you take them out of service, you just peel the wrap off. You don't got to get exactly. it re-sprayed or anything. You don't have to worry mm -hmm. about someone driving with your partially uh, blacked-out yeah. logo or whatever. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. You just peel off the wrap. It makes it a lot yeah. simpler. To uh, Derek also asks about a bathroom. Uh, they, I'm sure they could put a cassette toilet in all that extra space they have, but I, I, I think that would be something that's probably coming with the sleeper cab. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of virtual power plants, I just got a text that oh. uh, they will be dispatching three kilowatt hours for three hours uh, on the 30th. Oh, I'm cool. not sure why, but uh, they're going to do it. So it's that far in advance. Over two weeks in the future, they know that they are going to use some of the power. Right. So it might be that they have new software and they want to test some feature. Or, right. or, or maybe they're doing maintenance. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. They could have scheduled maintenance. There's lots of reasons it could be. But yeah, that was uh, I just got that text. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very uh, cool. So Derek says maybe there uh, more stuff might be wrapped as we speak. Absolutely. He also says so. Would a wrap have a base paint job, uh, except for the Cybertron? Yes. Yes, it will. That yeah. makes sense. Just to uh, coat things and keep them from getting exposed and yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want water uh, and rust to get a nick in the wrap and then all of a sudden the whole truck rusts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Underneath the wrap, yeah. Why is, yeah. Why is this wrap bubbly? Oh, look. Yeah. <laughs> My finger's gone. <laughs> I poked a hole right through this wrap. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Uh, well, that uh, that about wraps it up. Uh, if you've been watching, uh, please give us the thumbs up at this point. Uh, press the subscribe if you haven't done it. That helps us out. Uh, you can follow us through the week uh, on our Twitter feed. That's at the Tesla Life or on our Facebook feed. That is the Test Life numeral one. And uh, we thank Patrick for narrating uh, the Facebook feed. And of course, we're thanking Casey for these live connections that we do on the YouTube. We appreciate that. And we're thanking Casey's daughter for not taking control of the entire <laughs> show. Man, she is, she is getting a lot of attention today. She is. She's, got, she's got Casey by the wire. Right. And we will central over to you, too. She's getting a workout. Yeah. Maybe she'll sleep. With that, Patrick, any parting words tonight? Sure. I'm going to give a shout out to the Green Living Journal. So uh, my friend Gary edits this, and uh, it's free. Uh, check it out. Uh, the Green Living Journal. And they, uh, they have their online and hard copy. Uh, it's got um, one of the cool things in here, like the, the, there's a, they're advertising a fix-it fair. So if you have stuff and it's broken, then you can go to this place where there are a bunch of uh, tinkerers and uh, maybe they can fix it for you because yeah. that's better That's better than putting it in the landfill. Reduce, reuse, even better than recycling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Reuse is the first one and that's why right. that one's first. So yeah. Uh, we should have another one, anyway. repair. Repair or maintenance. <laughs> right, yes, yeah, <laughs> repair. Repair <laughs> is a, a good good one. Um, so also my normal plugs, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at OEVA. Dot org and I blog occasionally at carswithcords.net. Check it out. Thanks. Very good. Very good. Casey and Baby, what have you got for us uh, for shoutouts this week? So on Sundays, you can catch us at uh, youtube.com slash Green, where we do a variable length show about what's going on in the world of green living and Teslas and EVs and 
uh, non-Teslas, and it's always a blast. As well as, uh, I finally shot three new videos. I only meant to shoot two, but uh, another one of them weird <laughs> Carolina SWAT trucks went by and I snagged the photo. Um, so I've, I've recorded these videos, and as soon as things calm down at work, or maybe Saturday, what I'll do is I'll uh, uh, mend at least one of them into a, a viewable video, and then you can catch that same place, youtube.com, at Casey Green. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thank you, everyone, for watching this evening. Uh, have yourselves a, a great uh, evening or week. And next week, we'll get together, and together we'll find out what is happening in the Tesla life. Absolutely. Thank you Thanks, Lee Moon. Stay positive. <laughs> Test negative. She's wiggling. I can't end it smoothly. <laughs> well, I could, but I don't you know, want to take a trip to the baby ER. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Good call. <laughs>